This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Friday, November 30th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. I'm going to file this next story in the what the hell were they thinking, but a long-term substitute teacher at Lakeshore Elementary School in Pasadena taped a second grader to a chair after the student would not sit down. According to Principal Julie Little McVeary, the teacher told a male student to return to his seat, and if he did not, she'd tape him to the chair. And she did. The incident occurred on Wednesday, and McBerry was advised of it a little bit later on that evening. She contacted the school system's human resources office. The substitute was not permitted back in the classroom yesterday and will not be exposed to children, quote, until this matter is resolved, although there was no indication as to how that was going to be resolved. In a letter sent home to parents, little McBerry said, I want you to know very clearly that the conduct that I have described above is never acceptable in a school setting. You can read the full letter that she sent home as well as more information at ionanapolis.net. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has found no evidence of intrusion on Maryland's election system. And a report on the analysis by Hunt and Incident Response Team from the National Cybersecurity and Communications Integration Center was made public yesterday afternoon at a Maryland State Board of Elections meeting. The report says that the team found no threatening activity on the networks of the board or the company but it has made recommendations to increase the security of the networks. So I guess that's good news for the elections. Bad news for drivers in Maryland. Seatbelt usage in 2018 has declined. In 2018, the average usage among travelers statewide was 90.3%. In 2017, it was 92%. According to Maryland's Transportation Secretary Pete Ron, education is a key component for driver awareness, and the MBA is working to re-educate its youngest drivers on the importance of wearing seatbelts. National data shows that seatbelt use tends to be lower among teen drivers, and car crashes are the most common cause of death for people aged 5 through 24. To help get that underway, they are partnering once again with State Farm Insurance in a program called Making It Click. It's a self-guided program that will be running at Cat North up in Pasadena through January 4th. And if you want to find out more information about it, I mean, it's all part of the initiative Towards Zero Deaths. And you can find out more information at Toward Zero MD.com. And that's T-O-W-A-R-D-Z-E-R-O. D-E-A-T-H-S-M-D dot com. Kind of an amusing story out of the Eastern Shore with a happy ending. Maryland State Police were searching for a police dog who went missing after he took off after a deer near his handler's home. Police said in a statement on Thursday that Gunner, a bloodhound, a dog known for his nose and his ability to track things, noticed a group of deer when he was walked from his handler's home, slipped the collar, and went after them. That was about 9 o'clock in the morning, and at 4.45, we got an email saying, Canine Gunner has been located. Now, I think Canine Gunner needs to go back to sniffing school to find out how to get back to home. Hey, if you're not doing anything on December 8th, which is the Army-Navy game, but Governor Larry Hogan and his wife, First Lady Yumi Hogan, are inviting all Marylanders over to Government House for a free holiday open house. It goes from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Government House, which is also the governor's mansion here in Annapolis. 
The event is free of charge, open to the public, and no reservations are required. The First Family does ask that you consider bringing an unwrapped toy to be donated to those in need during the holiday season. They will have plenty of refreshments there, holiday cookies, brownies, dessert bars, and hot wassail will be served to guests waiting in line outside the mansion. And I'm not sure what a wassail is. I don't know whether it has any booze in it, but if you find out, let me know. Also, holiday ornaments provided by the Foundation for the Preservation of Government House will be available for purchase inside, and those are always very cool additions to anybody's Christmas tree. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. We never know what's going to come down the pike. Please give us a recommendation to your friends and neighbors and colleagues and make sure you're subscribing to us. So this comes delivered directly to your phone or your tablet or your computer every morning at 7 a.m. You want to hang tight? We have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast coming up, of course, as we always do. It is Friday, so we do have your weekend list of things that you may want to consider doing. And also, I've got a special little commentary rant about Bob Lieb, who is the latest appointee to the Anne Arundel County School Board. All that's coming up right now. There is a diamond of diamonds. It's from De Beers. Only 14 diamond tears in the world can touch them. Its name, Forevermark. And Zachary's is the only jeweler in the Annapolis area that has it. Not only is it beautiful and rare, it has a story supporting women in diamond producing areas around the world. So when you give a Forevermark diamond, you don't just give, you give back. Zachary's and Forevermark, a jeweler and a jewel. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your Ion Annapolis forecast for Friday, November 30th. A small chance of some very light scattered rain showers today, but for the most part, we should see more clouds than anything with cool, high temps, again, only in the 40s, which will help close out November as a fairly cold month on the whole with temps 3 to 4 degrees below average for the entire period. The good news is we'll warm up a bit tomorrow to near 50 degrees to start off the weekend, though the downside is we'll start off December and the first day of meteorological winter with more rain across the region, most of which should primarily fall in the p.m. hour Saturday into Sunday morning before things clear out later in the day Sunday and temps warm up well into the 60s for what should be a fairly nice finish to the weekend on the whole. And that should spell great news in the p.m. hours, especially on Sunday for the 4th Annual Chocolate Binge Festival and any other festivities in and around Annapolis. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Have fun and be safe as you make the most of the weekend ahead, regardless of what weather comes our way. And be sure to download our free weather app by searching for DC MDVA Weather from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter, or on our website at dmdweather.com, so you can always stay weather-informed. Here's to the teacher who spends her weekend helping children who need a little extra attention. To the soldier who missed the birth of his baby while serving overseas. To the EMT working full-time and taking night classes. To the police officers and firefighters working long hours away from their families to keep our families safe. Here's to you, our hometown heroes. I'm Alan Hyatt, chairman and president of Severn Bank, and we know there are many heroes among us. Men and women who serve without expecting anything in return which is why we're honored to offer our Hometown Heroes program to educators, law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, healthcare workers, and military personnel. 
Whether you're opening a checking account or buying a new home, we're here to give back to you. Learn more about our Hometown Heroes program at SeverinBank.com. Severn Bank, here with you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit iAnnapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. Thank God it's... Yes, it is the weekend. It is Friday, and boy, do we have a jam-packed one. We're going to get right to it. Starts off tonight at 5 p.m. with Eastport's Petite Illumination. We had the Grand Illumination down in Annapolis proper last weekend. Eastport, never one to miss a beat, has the Petite Illumination. It is at the corner of 6th and 7 at the Eastport Shell. And if you ever do need car work done, I highly recommend Bud at Eastport Shell. But this goes from 5 to 7. There will be singing, there will be hot chocolate, and you will be able to decorate the tree there. So bring an ornament. You'll be able to make an ornament there. A lot of fun. It is free for the whole family. Going on now through the new year. Don't forget you've got lights on the bay over at Sandy Point State Park. 15 bucks for as many people as you can cram into a car. And it does benefit the SPCA. And they do have quite a few new things out this year. So you want to make sure you get out to Sandy Point State Park at some point between now and the beginning of the year. Tomorrow night, Jimmy Davies Upstart Winter Launch Party. And Upstart is the magazine that Jimmy Davies has been producing now for four years. A great magazine. I never miss an issue. As a matter of fact, I've got all four years sitting right here in my um, coffee table. And this party gets underway at 8.30 p.m. at Sam's on the Waterfront down in Chesapeake Harbor. You're going to have music from the Pretty Music Academy. They'll have food and drink specials. You can obviously get the winter 2018 issue of it. And at midnight, Jimmy Davies, Jimmy Haha of Jimmy's Chicken Shack will be turning, check this out, kids, 50 at midnight. So come on out, say hello, say happy birthday to Jimmy Davies at Sam's on the Waterfront. Also Saturday evening, the Paul Reed Smith Band is in concert at Maryland Hall for the Creative Arts. 7.30 is the show. There are still a few tickets left available. You can get them at MarylandHall.org. But what they're also doing is they're doing master classes prior to the show. And you can sign up for them as well and learn from some of the masters. And the Paul Reed Smith Band is just so great. They're, I don't want to say they're underrated because they're not, but you don't get too many chances to see them. Highly recommend that if you can get to Maryland Hall tomorrow night at 7.30. Looking into Sunday, it is the Annapolis Chocolate Binge Festival, which was a huge success last year. And this is the fourth one they're done. Gets underway at noon. And it's kind of like that first Sunday arts festival, but with chocolate. They do recommend a donation of $5 to get in. And what that does is that will get you a ticket, which you can redeem for a hot chocolate at the Coco with the Popo. A lot of fun. It was very, very crowded last year. And I'm just looking at the Facebook event right now. And it says they've got about 3,400 people going with 7,500 no, I'm sorry. I missed a decimal point. 75,000 interested. So this could be a big one. And what's not a fitting end to a chocolate binge festival? Then Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And yes, 1747 Pub at Reynolds Tavern is going to host a screening of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory at a post-chocolate binge festival party. This will get underway at 5 p.m. as it gets to be dusk. They have heaters out on their back patio. They do have an outdoor theater. That would just be so great just to watch Gene Wilder, who was just such an incredible talent, doing Willy Wonka on the patio of Reynolds. Not a bad way to end the binge festival. The 
partying doesn't stop there on Sunday, though, please mark this on your calendar. And actually, you've got three dates to mark on your calendar. December 6th, December 13th, and December 20th. Now, December 6th is the first one. It's Thursday. It's Midnight Madness. Gets underway at 6 p.m. downtown Annapolis. The city will be magical. There will be bands. There will be singers. There will be specials. The stores will all be serving drinks and cookies and everything else. You are guaranteed to meet some neighbors that you haven't seen for a while. It is Honestly, those three days are the most magical days of the year in Annapolis, all put on by the Downtown Annapolis Partnership. Definitely get out, shop local, help support our local economy. That is about it for the weekend. There's an awful lot there. Take your pick. Do it safely. We want to see you here on Monday and have a good one. My name is LaToya Congolo. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and addictions therapist. Every day I see the terrible effects of the opioid epidemic before my very eyes. People are suffering. Families are suffering. Go to aacounty.org slash heroin. There you will find some simple advice about opioid medications. Step up and be part of the solution. Doctor's orders. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. Uh, This is Houston. Uh, Say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Facebook is going to be the death of us all. I am absolutely convinced of it. Well, it may not be the death of us all, but it's going to be the death of pretty much anybody that has any political aspirations or any ties to any political aspirations. Up next with the Facebook problem, Anne Arundel County Board of Education appointee Bob Lieb. Now, Bob is scheduled to be sworn in on Monday morning at the Board of Education, and so far nobody has taken any action on this. I did write an editorial about it yesterday on ionanapolis.net. You can go read it there, but I just don't know when they're going to learn. County Councilman John Grasso, he posted several anti-Muslim memes on his Facebook page, shared some anti-Muslim articles, and only offered a really half-hearted apology when caught. Might want to say that he lost his election. Former Anne Arundel County Fire Chief Roger Simmons was brought in by County Executive-elect Stuart Pittman to head one of the transition committees for public safety. Again, he had some similar posts as recently as last Saturday, and rightfully so, Pittman asked him to step down. And now we have Bob Lieb, who was recently appointed to serve a two-year term on the Anne Arundel County Public Schools Board of Education. So what about Bob and his Facebook page? A few days ago, local community activist Yasmin Jamison, who runs the Facebook page called Anne Arundel County Indivisible, and she's also written for the Arundel Patriot, contacted Carl Snowden about some concerning posts on Bob's Facebook page. Okay, now Lieb is a graduate of the Naval Academy. He worked for County Executive Steve Shue. There's no surprise that he might be a supporter of President Trump, and he certainly is. He seems to lean a little bit far to the right, supportive of Kavanaugh and everything else in his nomination to the Supreme Court. And there's no reason to get upset about that, nor would there be any reason to be upset over an appointment of somebody that was a Hillary supporter or a Bernie supporter or a Ben Jealous supporter or whatever. We all have our own political bents, and that's just the name of the game. But when racism comes into question, it's time to take a look. You scroll back on Lieb's Facebook page, which inexplicably is wide open and available to the public to see. There are many posts. Most of them are shares that give insight to some of his thinking. Obviously, a lot of them are political and related to Trump, but there were three in particular that are concerning for somebody that is going to be tasked with guiding the education of 80,000 plus students in Anne Arundel County on the Board of Education many of whom are immigrants or part of the LBGT community. In one of the links he shared, he shared an article to his wife, said it was a very informative article, and the article was titled, Supreme Court Says Foreign Nationals Have No Due Process Rights Here. There was another one, which is a meme of Governor Cuomo of New York. 
And the meme read, how to get pardoned in New York. Enter the U.S. illegally, commit a crime, receive a deportation order, be a U.S. citizen. And another one where he commented, what a bunch of BS. It was an article saying that a school district forbids parents from opting kids out of LGBT lessons, and that was in Orange County, California. If you'd like to peruse a little bit of his timeline, you can go again to ionanapolis.net. There is a little video clip of about six months of his timeline post there. But should a simple Facebook share be reason for denial to the Board of Education seat or a political appointment or serving as an elected official? Maybe. Maybe not. But it certainly should give pause to the people that either made the appointment or the voters that are considering electing that individual. Now, as I said, Lieb is due to be sworn into the Board of Education on Monday morning and serve as a two-year term. He is one of the last members appointed by the School Board Appointment Commission, which is a board consisting of 13 members, two of which are appointed by the county executive. This commission was a departure from the School Board Nominating Commission as the county moves to an elected board. Under the old system, names were presented to the governor and the governor made the appointment. It's not clear what, if anything, can be done at this point in time. Activists like Snowden and Jameson are calling for Lieb not to be seated on the board. We don't believe that the county executive has the authority to make the change. We don't believe the governor does either. Now, the appointment commission could probably recall the appointment, but that really sheds a bad light on how imperfect the system is and perhaps how poor their own judgment is. Or, in a perfect world, Bob Lieb could withdraw. Given these choices, we feel that Lieb should withdraw his name and allow the new board to continue with a member short until a replacement can be found. Lieb was chosen from a field of more than 10 very viable candidates, and I suggest that the SBAC go back to the drawing board and dig a little deeper into the next appointee. A Peru of the Facebook timeline should be a mandatory first step before we're considering anybody that is going to be seated on the Board of Education charged with creating policy for the 84,000 students that we are charged with educating. Social media is here to stay, and as we've seen time and time again, sharing memes, espousing opinions, and commenting on articles is permanent. And when anyone over the age of 40 was young, we were always threatened with some magical, quote, permanent record. Well, it never really existed then, but now, All bets are off. Even a deleted post can be preserved with a screenshot. Today's internet is a scary place, and we all must think about the consequences now and in the future before we post. And if you're looking to get into politics in the future, my advice to you right now, just go to Facebook, delete my profile. And that's what I'm thinking today. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.